to bless me. We'd like you all to sing along with us, okay? Here we go. Jesus makes the rainbow, Jesus makes the sun. Jesus makes the day and fills it up with fun. Jesus makes the moon to shine at night. And Jesus makes the stars so bright. Jesus makes the kittens, Jesus makes the house. Jesus makes the chickens and little ducks. 
quack, quack, quack. Jesus makes the bunny smooth as silk, and Jesus makes the cows warm milk. Jesus makes the flowers, Jesus makes the trees, Jesus makes the rain and makes the gentle breeze. Jesus makes the grass so fresh and green, and Jesus makes the air so clean. Jesus makes the Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. Hour after hour, in the light cast by the pillar of the fire, the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea through the passage that God had made for them between the waters. 
halfway through the night, it was the turn of Izar's family to make the crossing. Ready, everyone? We're next. Oh, Izar, I'm so frightened. Just put your trust in God. He knows what we must do. Thousands of people have already crossed safely. Father, father, come on! Oh, come back here. I need help with this box. Shall I lead the donkey by the halter? Here, here, put your shoulder under the box while I tighten the straps. Then you can lead the donkey. They're signaling us to go ahead, Isaac. Coming! Coming! Careful, Nebot! Here we go! Nebot, look out! You almost led the donkey into the water. What are you trying to do? I just want to touch the water. What for? I think I see a fish. I want to catch it. You'll catch it from me if you don't pay attention to what you're supposed to be doing. More and more Israelite families made the dangerous crossing. Some on foot... Others riding their donkeys or driving their ox carts, carrying all their possessions. Two thoughts were uppermost in all minds. Would the water hold back long enough? Would they be able to escape from Pharaoh's pursuing army? How much farther do we have to go, Isaac? We're almost across. Thank God. Thank God. Sharon looks tired. Let me carry her. I'm not tired. Here, here. Up on my shoulders. That's the way. We're getting into firm ground, Father. Can't you feel it? You're right. We're safely across. We're safely across. Before the night was over, the entire people of Israel had crossed safely over the Red Sea. Every man, woman, and child, every cart and animal, from the biggest ox to the smallest lamb, had reached the opposite shore. But if they had escaped from one danger, they saw, now that it was getting light, that the Egyptian army was crossing the Red Sea after them, and all their fears immediately revived. We'll be slaughtered like cattle. If only we'd stayed in Egypt. Being a slave is a lot better than being dead. We should never have listened to Moses and Aaron. A fine thing to die like dogs. All of us, men, women, and children. If only we had arms, we'd give them the fight of their lives. And it came to pass that in the morning watch... The Lord looked under the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and troubled the Egyptians. Master General! Master! Your Majesty, look out! Your wheels coming off! Ah! All broken in pieces. They just don't make wheels like they used to. Looks like we're not the only ones, Your Majesty. There's another wreck. And we found the highest of several. General! The ground's too rough, Your Majesty. Chariots are breaking down all along the line. Oh, all right, all right. Call a halt! Yes, Your Majesty, halt! Halt! Oh, that God of the, the Israelites will kill us all. He's that powerful. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea. And Moses did so. No! Call retreat, General! Retreat! Oh, the water's coming together! something, General. Do something. Run for your life, Your Majesty. Run? Where? We'll all be found. Help! Help! 
riders returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after the children of Israel. And there remained not so much as one of them. They were all drowned. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang unto the Lord. And Miriam, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand. And all the people went out after her with timbrels and with dances. Sing ye to the Lord. Sing ye to the Continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. On Live with Sam. My guest today is my sister Lily, and she's here to talk about sleep. Sleep? I thought you said sheep. Lily, I noticed that you go to sleep each night right at nine o'clock. Can you tell me why? Because I'm sleepy? 
But so many children at your age like to stay up much, much later. Yeah, and then they walk around the next day looking and acting like they're only half awake. My friend Sarah even falls asleep in class. Well, your friend Sarah doesn't understand how important sleep is to a growing mind and body. And you do? Sure. When you sleep, your body has time to heal. It's not busy digesting food or thinking about stuff. It just relaxes and fixes things. Fixes things like what? Oh, infections and different kinds of diseases. So sleeping is healing? Absolutely. And you don't snore in class. <laughs> I love it when Sarah does that, especially right after the teacher says something really serious. Everyone laughs and then Sarah wakes up and thinks someone told a joke. So she starts laughing too. Maybe you need to tell Sarah how important it is to sleep at night. No way. Then we wouldn't have anything to laugh at in class. Lily, we're supposed to teach people how to be healthy, not embarrass themselves in school. Okay, you're right. I'll call Sarah right now and wish her a good night. But it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, she needs all the sleep she can get. This is Live with Sam. Good night. I mean, goodbye. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, he established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. If you're on your way to heaven, clap your hands. If your sins are all forgiven, clap your hands. Point to heaven in the sky, then shake hands with one nearby. If the Lord can satisfy, If you're glad that you're a Christian, clap your hands. If you're on your way to heaven, clap your hands. If your sins are all forgiven, clap your hands. Point to heaven in the sky, then shake hands with one nearby. You're glad that you're a Christian. Clap your hands. Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is... Chapter 4, On the Road. Look, 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 Chris said excitedly. It's the map. The others crowded around as Chris pulled off the paper covering the map. He slipped his fingers under it to pull it out. Careful, Mrs. Shue warned. It's been there a long time. We don't want to tear it. Chris carefully lifted the folded map from its hiding place inside the front cover of the book. The paper crackled as he opened it up and tried to lay it flat on the table in front of them. Careful, Mrs. Shue said again. 
Ooh, everyone said. The map seemed to be made out of some sort of thick paper that had become brittle. It was yellow with age, and the writing and drawing were faded in several places. Let me get a magnifying glass, Mrs. Shue said. I would suggest drawing the map again on another piece of paper, she said, reaching into a drawer for paper, a pen, and a magnifying glass. That way, if it gets destroyed, you have another copy. Mrs. Shue, there's something wrong with this map, Chris said. Wrong, she echoed. Yeah, it looks like it was written in another language or something. They were right. Not only did the words look strange, the letters were twisted. She looked at the writing for a long minute, then laughed. It's mirror writing. Mirror writing, Chris echoed. What's that? Leonardo da Vinci, the famous inventor and painter, invented it back in the 1500s, Mrs. Shue said, pulling a mirror from the top of the piano. He used to write all his notes by looking into a mirror. That way, others couldn't read what he had written. I doubt many people in the Old West would have known about mirror writing, Maria said. I wonder how Tom Elliott knew how to do it. He must have been pretty clever, Chris said. Or desperate, Ryan added. Mrs. Shue placed the mirror on its edge just above the map. Immediately, the kids recognized Mill Valley and began to read the notes written there. Let's see. That looks like it says, Two Crows. And that says, What is that? Willie said. Sombrero, Chris and Maria said together. It's a Mexican hat with a wide brim. Boy, he sure had sloppy handwriting, Jenny said. Well, what do you expect, Chris responded. Try writing in the mirror and see how neat your handwriting is. It looks like, Maria said carefully after a long pause, we're supposed to start here at the river. We look for what he calls two crows. Then we head toward the sombrero. Two crows? Sombrero? Jenny asked. Where will we find a sombrero by the river? And why should two crows wait for us to find them? I don't think he was talking about real crows, Jenny, Mrs. Shue said. It was probably like a tree or a hill or boulders, something that looked like crows. Let's hope it was a hill or boulders, Chris said. Then it's likely to still be there. Remember what I said about the changing geography, Mrs. Shue said. Okay, here's what we should do, Maria started to say. Wait a minute, it's my map, says Chris said. I should be in charge. Okay, Maria said. You tell us what the plan is then. Everyone was quiet as they waited for Chris to speak. Finally, he said, uh, let's hear Maria's idea. Maria smiled. Most of the river has a parkway along it. That will make it easy for us to ride our bikes along it and for Willie's wheelchair. Everyone nodded. Let's ask our parents for permission to ride our bikes tomorrow and follow the trail along the parkway. We'll start at Northwood Mall and follow it all the way down to Lookout Point. That way, if there's anything that looks like two crows along the way, we'll see it, Jenny added. Mr. Shue loves to bike ride, and he has tomorrow off from work, Mrs. Shue said. I'm sure he'd be glad to ride with you. That sounds good to me, Chris said. Me too, the others said. Great, we'll meet at nine o'clock tomorrow morning, Maria said. A clear blue sky and fluffy white clouds the next morning made it a perfect day for bike riding. None of the kids had trouble getting permission to ride bikes along the parkway. Their parents dropped them off as planned and agreed to meet them at Lookout Point with sack lunches about noon. The bike ride and the weather were so enjoyable that Chris almost forgot why they were there. He, Mr. Shue, and Ryan raced for a while. Then he dropped back to talk to Dee Dee as they pedaled along. Have you thought any more about the baptismal class, Dee Dee asked? Chris shrugged. I guess so. I don't know for sure what I want to do. Well, maybe it's better that you wait, Dee Dee said. I mean, if you don't know what you want. Remember what Mrs. Shue said. It's only valuable if you make it that way. Chris nodded. What about you? Why do you want to be baptized? 
Well, I've been thinking about it for a long time, Dee Dee said, probably ever since the others got baptized. I know I don't always act like a Christian, but I want to be one. I want Jesus to make me into a better person and take me to heaven. Well, sure, Chris said, I want to go to heaven too, but heaven's a long way off, isn't it? Before Dee Dee could respond, Ryan bicycled toward them from up ahead. Come on, snail, he said to Chris, your bike moves like a slug. Oh, yeah, Chris asked, and pumped his bike harder. Soon they were both speeding ahead of the group. Why do you want to do all that wimpy church stuff, Chris, Ryan asked when they were alone. What are you talking about? I mean, like this baptism thing. Only weird kids do stuff like that, Ryan said. Chris stared at Ryan. My friends at the shoebox aren't weird. Ryan shrugged. No, I guess not. But cool guys don't do stuff like that. You want to be cool, don't you? Or do you want to be a wimp? I'm no wimp, Ryan. It's just... Suddenly, Ryan stopped, and Chris almost ran into him. Look, Ryan said, pointing to a tall oak tree near the water's edge. Two huge blackbirds perched on the top branch. Two crows, see, Ryan said. Yeah, and I'm sure that those crows have been sitting up there on that tree branch for a hundred years. It could happen, Ryan said. Yeah, right, Chris responded. Get real. Mr. Shu and the others soon approached from the rear. I'm hungry, Chris shouted back to Mr. Shu. It's only 11 o'clock, Mr. Shu responded. Lookout Point is about a mile from here, up there. He pointed up a windy hill toward a small building and a U.S. flag perched above them. Let's go up there to have lunch. I don't understand, Willie said, pulling up behind them in his wheelchair. None of us have seen anything like the two crows. Well, it's like Mrs. Shu said, Chris told him. Maybe all the construction over the years destroyed our clues. Let's hope not, Mr. Shu said. Come on, let's take a look from up there. What if the clues really are gone, Chris asked himself. Just thinking about it made his bicycle harder to pedal. The story you have heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, Book One, The Mysterious Treasure Map. It was written by Jerry D. Thomas and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.
children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.